At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's where you can talk with Heat fans all day. But more importantly, you get our exclusive updates from the games, behind the scenes, from the locker room. It's all there. We put videos there first. We put our takes there first. Come over to Off the Floor. You can still stay on Twitter, but the better stuff is going to be over there. $2.99 per month. And again, the link is right here in the description on the YouTube channel, the podcast feeds, and pinned at the top of the 5 Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN or 5 Reasons. You can use either. You get $20 to play. You can find the line that you want. I can tell you that Chiefs minus three and a half, I hate to say it, looks pretty good. But if you want to get a different line on the Dolphins-Chiefs game, this is the place to do it. Don't get stuck with the lines of these other apps and don't get stuck betting illegally. You can find the line you want and bet legally at Better Edge. Use the code, again, 5RSN or 5 Reasons. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on Five Reasons Sports. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. And Brady Hawk, you can follow him at Brady Hawk 305 Today, we're going to devote an episode to Nikola Jovich. Make sure that you check out the episode that Greg Sylvander did after the Heat's win against the Rockets. He did it with Sean Rochester and Brian Fonseca. But last night, everybody was talking about Jovich, including Kevin Love, and Tyler Hero. Here's my question to Kevin Love in the locker room, and then Brady Hawks to Tyler Hero in the interview room. Not necessarily his body language is bad, but he gets upset about missing shots, but you see he adds so much more to the game. He's rebounding, he's pushing the ball, he's getting out in transition, he's finding guys. He might not get the assists, although we have about five or six tonight, but he's getting, he's rebounding the ball at a very high rate. He's getting downhill. He's making guys come to him. He's spraying. That those type of plays reminds me of a guy. I mean, kind of like LeBron with his size. Um, obviously, a different beast. But again, he's only 20 years old, so you don't really know what uh, you know his ceiling is. Um, and we don't want to put a ceiling on him because he just continues to get better. He continues to work. And like you said, you saw it tonight. He's very comfortable. He seems especially comfortable in transition. Yeah, and I think that's where he's at his best. And even in the, uh, you know, the half court as well, he, uh, you know, I think he's finding the spots where he can be 
uh, most effective. And you just love to see it. the more comfortable he gets, the more minutes he gets, he's only going to continue to get better. And I know that you know, he's a locker room favorite, he's a fan favorite, but I think he, uh, again, it's that just being out there with us and, uh, you know, getting his feet on the floor, seeing more minutes, and, you know, he's worked for those opportunities. Tyler, you had the one pull-up three on the break where Nico found you. I guess just how much do you like his style when he's just able to kind of get out and play like that and just what was his impact tonight? No, I love Nico. I told Nico I'm starting a uh, Nikola Jovic um, fan club led by Tyler Hero. Um, I just love the way he plays, and he's so skilled. And I think I, I really think he's really, really good. Um, so I'm excited for him to to get out there and um, you know just continue to build on the minutes and the opportunity he's got. All right, welcome back here. So sorry about the low volume on the Kevin Love interview. That's kind of the I tried to sneak in a question before the cameras came, and so <laughs> Kevin was keeping it down in the locker room. I'll give away the uh, game. I hope that you heard that. No, I, I mean I've been doing this for 25 years. I, I know, yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of wait. We love Jeremy Teche. We do. We, we absolutely. In fact, he's a Five Reasons alum. Um, but he has to do some stuff for Bally's in the locker room. The problem is Jeremy will actually ask questions, but the others who are in the locker room until the beat guys come in will not. So essentially, they just leech off our interviews. And so I try to get something in before all of the cameras come. Anyway, they like him. Let, let's just start there. Let's just start there. Before we get into the mechanics of this and whether he should start and how many minutes he should get, they like him. Like that's been evident from the very start. And veteran players, particularly uh, whether it's a, an older veteran like Kevin Love, who actually put LeBron in a sentence with him. I don't know if you guys picked that up. Or it's somebody like Tyler who has been – who's a young veteran at this stage and has gotten a lot of shine. And sometimes when we know Heat fans, when they give another young player shine, they do it at Tyler's detriment. It just seems to be like it has to be one or the other. I mean even we've had those conversations with Hawkins um, or about Hawkins. But sometimes young guys come in and they don't work. And I mean that with the word work, like they don't put in the work. And so other, so teammates kind of get resentful of whatever playing time that they may get. You don't hear that with Nikolajovic. We've never heard that. And then you also don't see a lot of guys who Jimmy Butler takes, you know, under his wing and basically is pushing him to, to, to play more, pushing for him to play more, pushing for him not to play a certain position. Brady, what have you sensed with all that? Well, I'll just say, uh, number one, the – PR version of this is the fact that players are always going to talk good about teammates. Like if you ask them all the time, even if they're not their biggest fan, they're going to talk good about them. Uh, but this team talks differently about Nikola Jovic. Like they legitimately t- light up, their eyes light up. They talk about uh, how much, how talented he is, the skill that he has, everything along those lines that it just, it, you see it in their eyes when they, when they talk about him right now, you talk about the veterans, talk mentioning on the young guys, uh, love playing with him just because of his style in general. So I think just from that perspective alone, it's just fun to to, to see everybody talk about him in that way Uh, because he's an easy player to play with. We talk about this team not having a point guard, but Nikola Jovic is this team's point guard, essentially. Like he's the guy that's getting these guys in their spots. So that's kind of been the the, the key thing that stuck out with the locker room guys. Alex, you know, when you talk about, uh, again, two different things, and I'm glad Brady hit on both of them. There's the personality element to this, right? But there's also the play style element to this. And he wants to run. 
but we don't usually see guys want to run. Like Eric Spolcher told me a long time ago, he's like, you guys always talk about us playing faster and players always talk about playing faster. And then the season starts and none of the guys want to run anymore. Um, but it does seem like they want to run with him. And, and we've talked about what a bad transition team this is. And they're off. I mean, there were even some sequences last night that were just, that are hideous. I mean, that, that hit ahead to Duncan. I don't know what that possession was. There's always like three or four of those. You're like, you know what? Just slow down and play one on five. That's it. You're better off doing that than playing three on one because you don't know what to do with three on one. But when he's in transition, it seems like things work. Yeah, he's a natural, man. There's no doubt about it. I feel like that's kind of when he's in his element the most is when he's kind of playing in transition, whether it's a full fast break or just straight up like a semi-transition, semi just kind of dribbling up the ball, trying to find where the advantage where the advantage is. And I feel like he's really good at not stopping the ball for no reason, which is a very like basic thing. He, he doesn't stop himself in fast break, which is something that for some reason other Heat players seem to do. Like they just get so hesitant. We talked about this the other night and I almost lost my mind getting frustrated about it because it's it's simple things. Like it's taking advantage of the numbers advantage. And he know it's it's a simple thing. He makes the right pass or he goes all the way to the rim and finishes. It's just very nice, very refreshing. And as Brady talked about, when you combine that with the passing, which he got, the, you know, the six assists last night, even though he had the, the bad shooting game or whatever, like you see the blueprint for what they saw when they drafted him. And um, I think I told Brady this last night at the game that it just feels very, and we've talked about it before, but it feels very much like Jovic is one of the least heat, like heat type players, I guess that they've drafted in the past like decade or so, however long you want to put it. Like it doesn't, he doesn't seem like a heat type of player when they drafted him. And I think that's part of what's kind of tantalizing about him is he is a different type of prospect. Um, he's got a different type of skill set. And, you know, we've compared him to different guys over the years, but man, it's just cool to see him do this whenever he gets a chance. And even though he's getting put in these situations where like they're missing Jimmy, a lot of times they're missing other role players uh, when he's gotten the chance to play this season. He's had multiple games like low key where he gets multiple assists, several assists. And it's just kind of like it goes under the radar. We don't talk about it too much because the passing is already, you know, what we consider a strength for him. And then last night he goes and shows off the defense. And we talked about it on our quick takes video last night that we posted on YouTube after the game. But that's the stuff that it's like, OK, there's the improvement, right? He, you had the improvement with the body and him growing into his body, him attacking the rim. We already know he was good in transition, good as a passer. And then last night he shows off the defense and had a crazy sequence in the third quarter, I believe, just nonstop defense. I, f I think finished the game with four stocks. So, yeah, like even though he's being put in these situations where he's not playing alongside all the team's best players and maybe he isn't being put in the greatest lineups in the world. Like, you know, some of them are with Duncan hero and love at the same time. Somehow, like he is still going out there and producing. He doesn't have to be in a perfect context to play his game. And that makes me feel even better about it. Cause once he is put in that position, whenever he is a part of the regular rotation, I feel good about it. Like he can play around different types of players. There's really three things we need to evaluate with him. And I think they're evaluating with him. So we hit on the first one. The first one is the transition stuff. And like you said, he's natural there. I, and they need it. They need it. I, I don't think it's – they have to find a way to get easy baskets, even if we're talking about the playoffs. They need – you've talked about it, Brady. Their entire transition offense is Kevin Love outlet passes to Jimmy Butler. That's it. I, other than that, 
They, they, they do not find a way to get the ball to Bam on the break. He's a willing runner. They don't get it to him. He did have a couple of dunks last night on the break. We've talked about how his dunk numbers are down again this season, and he's basically become a mid-range player on offense, which is something that we're going to talk about in a future episode. But they don't use his athleticism that way. Caleb is the other who can finish on the break, but we haven't seen him consistently. Josh is not a good transition player at this point. Duncan is only a good transition player if he's going to spot up from the three. They don't run that stuff a whole bunch. Um, and Tyler can make bad decisions on the break. We've seen that. Uh, Hawk, as you've talked about it in transition, he just goes. like, I, and, and he's been effective at doing that, but he hasn't developed kind of the next layer to that. Jovic is natural there. The other two places are half-court offense and the defense. And that's what Spo is waiting on. I think is one of those two to become a positive for them with any kind of lineup. And then he's going to get the consistent minutes. But I want to make one other point because on the other side, we will talk about who should be the starting four and where this goes from here. I saw a lot of Heat fans on the timeline today saying, this is why he should have been playing. And I always make the counter argument to this. This is why he wasn't playing. Okay. Because, their development process, like there's this idea whenever a guy pops for the Heat, they're like, well, see, look, we've been saying this all along. Like Spo said last night, he looks really good or he looks whatever he, next to Bam. Yes, we have all been saying that because that's the projection. OK, that's the projection. Like that's where he ultimately fits with this team long term. I've said it. They look at this as a bridged timeline. Right. Right now, it's Jimmy, Bam and Tyler are the bridges Tahakes and maybe Jovic. That's the way that it's been described to me, unless they make a trade of one of those pieces. But the reason that you're seeing more of this, and I think Sean Rochester from our network has really hit on this consistently, is that he had to kind of crawl before he could walk and walk before he could run. And I think he's, they've gotten him from the crawl to the walk stage now. So that I think the reason that he looks the way he looks right now is because they've made him earn it. They've worked on these things behind the scenes. They've made him go to Sioux Falls. And we can talk about maybe having him play out of position at Sioux Falls and all the rest because they didn't have a natural five unless Orlando Robinson was there. But I do think we're seeing the fruits of their developmental process. And the one thing I don't understand about some Heat fans, I'm just going to throw it out there. I understand why you don't trust them to make a trade at this point. I get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why you don't trust them in the developmental process. Because I will ask you, with the exception of Kaziak Pala, okay, who looks like or Precious, who they traded beforehand, and I don't, Kazi's not tearing up the league anywhere else. Who have they failed to develop recently in terms of skill set into a better player than before they inherited that player? And that player does not exist, in my view. So I just wanted to touch on that. All right, on the other side of this, we'll get into more of what he did well, and then going to pose this question. So I'll throw this at both of you guys. Well, they didn't have a starting four option, right? Well, now they have Jovic. They'll have Martin eventually. They've got Haywood healthy again. And they have for spot minutes Kevin Love. So what direction should they go for the rest of the regular season, provided everybody's healthy? They also have Hawkes by. That's a fifth option. What direction should they go with the rest of the regular season? And what direction would they go in the playoffs? Before we do, I want to introduce a great new sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. And this is a great combination because this is a local business. Huge Heat fans also happen to be friends of mine. Reach out to them right here in South Florida. It's called Tub Culture. 
And yeah, we know for our audience, maybe this is not for you, but maybe there's a significant other who'd be interested in it, in this. They make bath and body products that are all handmade using gentle natural ingredients with no animal testing. And they have something for everyone from soaps that gently clean the bath bombs that smell amazing and add fun colors to the bath. Plus shower steamers for a spa-like aromatherapy experience at home. Handcrafted lotions because no one likes dry skin and scrubs that clean and moisturize in one step. So check them out. They're at Shop Tub Culture. That's Shop tubculture.com if you use the promo code five that's f-i-v-e you get 10 percent off your order of 20 bucks or more this show is sponsored by better help what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day go for a run take a nap maybe check the stats of the latest miami heat game i've got a better idea a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time the question is time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, guys, so let me throw it at you here right now. Do either of you think Nikola Jovic is ready to start right now? I'll go to Brady. Right now, 100%, because his team isn't healthy, I think, in that context. Okay. So right now, <laughs> yes. Um, you mentioned about like the starting four thing, but here's the biggest thing. about it. Before I get to your question, the, the right now part is they also don't have a starting point guard because Kyle Lowry is going to be out. So like he fills both voids. So it makes too much sense not to play the guy. It makes too much sense not to play him in the role that he's been playing in. So 100% now, whatever he does in this upcoming stretch, I feel like will be the deciding factor for it. But I think he is 100% in the conversation. He is 100% up for it. But the issue is when we keep talking about the rest of the rotation, as much as we all want to see it, the guy that I keep coming back to, and it may not feel like it, this is where they're going to go, I think they'll ultimately go Caleb Martin at the four that's just kind of where i feel like they are i feel like they're gonna stagger a lot of these guys because if you if for when you're fully healthy you have Hawkins off the bench you have duncan off the bench you have potentially haywood off the bench are you going to be able to put caleb in that mix too like that's a lot of guys that you're playing off the bench that have kind of like uh not a, a ton of on balls uh, you know usage it's more so just kind of playing off different ranges so i think they ultimately go caleb but I am not opposed to them going Jovic just for the reasons that we've seen. And especially because it's, it's, I think people get annoyed with the, with his minutes distribution, but like he's literally playing like, like a, a little bit of an expanded role of the Myers role a few years ago. Like he plays the beginning of the quarter and then he doesn't come back in. Like he, he just doesn't like he, he came back in, I think in the first half for like a minute, the final minute of the second quarter, but that was like for like a foul trouble reason or something. They they play him for the initial stint. They get let him kind of just go and run, and then they kind of work in their their wings and everything else they like to get to. There's no reason not to continue that. There's no reason not to continue to kind of play with him next to Bam in those ranges. 
especially when you hear Spo talking about it last night, which he's talked a lot about Jovic and Bam. We've heard this these conversations, and he still ends up in Sioux Falls for a couple of weeks. But like this one where he's sitting here talking about how dynamic it is and all of this stuff, and it's like, okay, is this one is this the time it's legit? Is this the time where he's he's really seeing it? And to go back to what he was doing yesterday, real quickly, because uh, my my camera to start this episode was looking like the Heat's transition offense, so I wasn't able to get off what I was going to say before. But the defense last night, to Alex's point, was the part where I think the real dynamic part in Spo's opinion, like that was the part that jumped off to him because you mentioned it. You said it's you have to kind of you need one of the two or one of the three. You said, but defense in the shooting has been my two question marks. And you look at last night, the shooting wasn't there. The shooting wasn't all the way there. And I still think there's things to figure out there, but like the defense was, was really something like the defense, the way he, his, his activity, his movement, using his length to his advantage. The one issue I continually say he's moved his feet really well this entire year. The one thing has been the fouling stuff with his hands. Like he just gets his hands caught and he get, kind of gets these foul calls, which could continue to happen. But I think he's, if you continue to play him and let him get the, and kind of learn the league a little bit, you're, he's going to figure it out on the fly, it feels like. So these opportunities are, are, are important. But there was a play last night where I was like, okay, this is the part that makes it dynamic. It was just a random play where, like, Hawkins came off a pick and roll, bam, uh, and everything's attracting there. Hawkins throws it back up to the left wing to Jovic, and Jovic, like, flies in a handoff for Tyler, and Tyler hits a three. That's why it's dynamic because you have two guys that you can run multiple actions for where if you have to reverse it out of your action – Jovic can fly into the next action. Like you don't have to have Bam as your only hub on the floor. So I think that stuff's so important. And that's the reason you kind of, as much as we talk about Love and Bam being good, Love has been great without Bam. Like he has been great in the back of five role, and that's why you want to keep him there. As for Jovic, I've been a big, you know, his his real impact has been with Bam, that I feel like continuing to kind of roll with that is important. So we'll see how they continue it. But I would continue to roll with Jovic at the four for as long as possible as you go on this stretch. And as I always say, they're probably never going to be fully healthy. So there's no reason to keep pre- predicting and saying, well, what if this guy comes back in? What do they do here? Just keep rolling with these guys until you have to fully make that decision, which will probably be never. Well, Brady kind of cheated there because I'm with him in the sense that right now, since you don't have Kyle and you don't have Caleb, you continue to start him. But and I'm going to I'm going to go away from your premise, which I agree with, that they're never going to be fully healthy. I'm going to take the most ridiculous leap of faith here and say they are fully healthy, okay? Or reasonably fully healthy. So should I knock on something? Reasonably fully healthy, Alex. I won't go all the way, okay? They have most of their pieces. Do you see him starting? Because here's my question related to that as we build on this. Is Mm -hmm. if you don't start him, I'm wondering – where the minutes come from and and, and I, I it's sort of what brady's getting at because Jovic was asked last night about playing you know that long stint not coming out in the first here's why i think they're doing i suppose doing this he doesn't want to make him think in too many situations like i it feels like okay you got two stints you're out there with these guys some of the other guys might get subbed in but by then you're warm you're comfortable and all the rest of this i think it's harder for a guy like Jovic to come out, be subbed back in with a different group, and then have to figure out, okay, now I got to get warm and I got to get right with this group. So I think I think keeping his stints to a minimum makes sense, but extending the minutes in them is where I think Spo wants to go with this. So if that's the case, Alex, does he have to start? Because if he doesn't start, okay, Kev, like I said, Kevin Love's been an elite backup five, really. So – if you're not going to start Jovic, I don't know where the minutes come from. If you have 
let's say Martin's starting and you had Highsmith healthy and you have Richardson healthy and you have, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're bringing Hawkins off the bench again and Duncan. I don't, I don't know where those minutes come from. Well, I think some tough decisions are going to be have to be are going to have to be made if that's the case, right? And obviously, there's different things going on here that you guys just touched on. So, there's to me, uh, there's one thing that matters most when you're trying to project what Jovic's role could be going forward, whether you're talking about short term or the rest of the season or long term, whatever. To me, it's just about like how comfortable Spo is playing him, um, quote unquote, out of position. And by that, I mean like last night and other games, you've seen him play with Kevin Love now. And that's something that I feel like before we might not have seen. And, you know, um, Spo mentioned how much he likes playing him with Bam, which I, I, I think he's been, he's been good with Bam too. But to me, I'm, a, I've, I'm open to him starting or coming off the bench. And I mean the starting part because of what Brady said earlier, where like Kyle's out now, I wouldn't mind. Like if you wanted to, you know, have Jovic and Caleb start or Jovic and Highsmith, whatever the scenario is, I think that makes sense. And it goes to my thinking that they don't need a traditional point guard as far as like what they have on the roster right now. I think Jovic could step up and fill that role, whether as a starting, again, quote unquote point guard or, or quote unquote power forward, doesn't matter to me. Now, if you're saying the team is fully healthy and you're saying Caleb's back, Jimmy's back, Kyle's back, we already, you know, saw Haywood came back. That's where it gets really tough, and I think that's where the tough decisions might have to be made, and you might have to pick you over, over somebody else. And we can get into, you know, who a couple of those names might be, um, but, yeah, like you're going to have to pick him over somebody else if if and when the team gets back to being fully healthy, which they're not right now. Because I think, like, like I said right now, I'm good with him starting. I'm good with him coming off the bench. I feel that he can play with multiple different types of lineups, and I've, I've felt better about that because of the – like I said earlier, the context that he's been put in recently where he's just getting kind of thrown out there and all, all these different types of lineups that you might not think are ideal for him. I just want to see him produce, and he has. So I think it's worth finding minutes for him. I'm not 100% sure that when they have their entire 10-man rotation back, how he's going to get put into a rotation. But look, if you just look at like the on-off stuff, you know, um, in the 154 minutes that he's played this season, for the Heat, there are plus 8.75 net rating when he's on the court. So that's not all that matters, of course, but they're winning the minutes when he plays and he is showing out more often than not when he plays, even if he isn't fully polished, I think he has earned more playing time. Like you said, whether it's extending the stints that he's already getting, or just kind of getting a little bit creative. where like, you're kind of playing a little bit bigger in some matchups, right? Like if you're just going to have Jovic as your point guard, I, I think there's a lot of scenarios where they can play him more. I think it's more about what Spo is willing to do once everybody is back. What's interesting is they're winning his minutes and they're winning Love's minutes this year. Um, and having bigs uh, and, you know, you, whether you call Jovic a big or not, he's a tall player for sure, but that they could win their minutes with is something that they did not have last season. So that, I mean, that's because the, the non-VAM minutes, we've been talking about those for the last three years. I'll just say this before we close. If you start him, then the guy who maybe doesn't start ultimately is Kyle. And and I, I think that's a conversation that we will have, and we'll see how much time Kyle misses now. But maybe Kyle comes off the bench to run the bench, and I know you're rubbing your hands together. I like it. Uh, we'll see where it goes. But I, I think that might be a direction that the season tilts here because you're right. They have another ball handler in the starting lineup. It gives them more flexibility. 
could you start Duncan? Could you start Jaime? Could you what what could you do with some of and those? And if you groups? start Jovich, wouldn't you rather also have like that point of attack guy, which would be Caleb or Highsmith as well, so that they can do that right. job for him? That's, that's that like, that's that that's that's the other option, and that's Jovic why I'm is the point of attack see, like, guy. Well, over at that point, but but I'll, I'll that that's why this Kyle injury is interesting. What's happened here this season, and I think that this is where we'll finish this. And again, check out all the other episodes here, and, and also the YouTube channel. Is that these these absences have created opportunities um, for them, and and now you know maybe Kyle's absence, although not necessarily welcome, if he misses a little bit of time. This allows Spolstra to experiment with some different things and also get Kyle some rest when you know if he's going to be here past the trade deadline, you're going to need his minutes at some point going forward. But, I mean, if you're just saying you're going to plug in Jovich with Lowry, then you're talking about having to bring Caleb, uh, Josh, Hawkes, Duncan, and Haywood. Oh, I mean, you're basically throwing all your wings off the bench. I, you know, other than Jimmy, I don't know if that's necessarily, and that doesn't even include Kane, who's gotten spot minutes during this period of time. So we'll see the direction it goes. But the one other thing I want to say, we're going to do a full episode because I put this on Twitter today. I don't know that there are many teams, and they're playing OKC on Wednesday, so we'll probably see the one team. Okay, I don't know that there are many teams that have a core of players 26 and under that are better than Miami's and the difference between Miami's and even OKC's because okay. Didn't OKC didn't draft Shea. The heat drafted all of them and they drafted them all 14th or lower. I mean, that's you talk about a bridge timeline, like continuing to compete while building a young core. It does appear they've thread the needle on this. Now they just need Jimmy Butler to get back out there and healthy and contributing the way that he can. All right. Thanks for Brady. Uh, for Alex and also uh, for our sponsors, Tub Culture, go to shoptubculture.com, betteredge.com. Use the code 5 at shoptubculture and use the code 5RSN or 5 Reasons with Better Edge. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.